1: Infrastructure Week became sort of a running joke during the Trump administration. But President Biden has also talked a lot about infrastructure and is unveiling some plans in Pittsburgh today on that front. Meanwhile, progressives have been organizing around the Thrive Act. Thrive stands for Transform, Heal and Renew by Investing in a Vibrant Economy. And it was reintroduced by Senator Ed Markey and Representative Debbie Dingell last month. More than 100 actions supporting the act are taking place today, and progressive organizers have already succeeded in convincing the Biden administration and Democrats in Congress that they should go big on green infrastructure. The administration's Build Back Better proposal does that, but organizers say the problem is scale. In a nutshell, this is great, but it needs to be three times bigger. Today, I'm joined by Kaniela Ng, former representative for the great state of Hawaii and current climate justice campaign director for People's Action, a grassroots organization that's been mobilizing behind the Thrive Act. He's gonna walk us through the details and what he's hearing from communities on the ground. That conversation coming up right after this quick break. I'm Amy Westervelt and this is Drilled. spend an average of 90% of their time indoors, which is bad news because according to the EPA, indoor air could be two to five times more polluted than outdoor air. In some cases, it could be a hundred times more polluted. Data shows that air pollution is responsible for nearly 7 million premature deaths around the world. I have a strange little problem in my neck of the woods, and that is that everybody likes to burn their garden trash and other trash too. Lots of trash burning going on in my neighborhood. Not great. Air Doctor has really, really helped. I just fire it up on days when I can tell everybody's lighting their trash fires and it keeps the household air clean. Air Doctor is the air purifier that has captured the attention of established media outlets like CNN, Money, ABC, and more. Air Doctor filters out dangerous contaminants and allergens like pollen, pet dander, dust mites, and mold so your lungs don't have to. Air Doctor comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus shipping. Head to AirDoctorPro.com and use the promo code DRILLED to get up to 39% off or up to $300 off, depending on the model. Lock this special offer in by going to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-P-R-O.com and use the promo code DROP. Maybe we could start with just um what you've kind of what you've been seeing so far in the Biden administration on climate like what what you were sort of expecting and how the administration has met those expectations or failed to meet them, exceeded them, yeah,
2: I mean, look, I supported Bernie Sanders mm-hmm. uh, in the primary election when
1: you weren't riding with Biden from the jump
2: <laughs> no not. No. <laughs> Well, I mean Biden is like a self-proclaimed moderate, right? So I when 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 Bernie lost, I, I don't think I mean I definitely if you're telling me that you fast forward to March twenty twenty one and mm-hmm. we'd be looking at a four trillion dollar climate like infrastructure package, uh, I think you're crazy. Um so yeah. at that that's a testament like biden is a really really good politician he's been doing this his whole life he's been a state he's been a u.s senator in his 20s um Mm -hmm. not in the fact that he's like a champion for the things that will actually help our communities that the things we actually need but in the fact that he figures out where the middle is right in
0: in the base he needs to win and then he moves his ass there right away Mm -hmm. and the fact that look when in 2018 i think when we first talked like brand new Congress, Justice Democrats, they are running candidates, right? It's 2017. Mm-hmm. And the big platform um, pillar was like this $1 trillion infrastructure ask, demand. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: that was considered radical. Um, yeah. The fact that we have Biden, who is self-proclaimed like a centrist, like a moderate in the middle, Talking about Fortune, mm-hmm. charges is a testament to the power of the movement and how much we've shifted um, the the common sense of the general public. And that yeah. you know that's, that's due to the Sunrise Movement, the Youth Climate Strikes, um, like longtime uh, environmental justice advocates, uh, people making really bold bets on elections, like when the youth decided to support uh, Senator Markey over Joe uh, mm-hmm. Kennedy, and like all these big bets that really paid off. So yeah. I, you know, yeah like surprised by how, how how aggressive Biden has been in, in uh, on climate is definitely not enough. Like the
2: four trillion, or I think 400 billion, or somewhat that's actually going to go to green investment. Like that's not like I have a one and four year old, and like mm-hmm. the place they grew up in will be underwater by the time they're 30 years old. Um, yeah, like, we have a rail project here in Hawaii that is it's like 40 years now and it's still not done (laughs) and Mm -hmm. you've raised the taxes on working people like that's gonna keep draining money from them and they're never gonna really be in like come to be in the middle class ever um Mm. and like it doesn't have to be that way you know
1: like yeah so yeah uh,
2: but it's like up to biden to like step it up right now in this key moment
1: yeah. I don't want to ask you to read the tea leaves too much, but like, how much do you think, how much further left do you think Biden can actually be pushed?
2: I mean, just over the last few months, we, we've, I mean, just the past few weeks, it was supposed to be a $2 trillion package. Now it's $3 trillion. Um, Some mm-hmm. articles are saying $4 trillion. I mean, help mm-hmm. Joe Manchin, who's supposed to be the one hang up, the reason why we need to be more careful and move to the right he went ahead and said like months ago that he's comfortable with a $4 trillion package. Um, Mm. so, you know, at this point, there's not a lot of excuses left of why you shouldn't go bold. Like not only is it really popular to go big, but you have like a majority, like all your members are online too now, like inside and outside. And it's only growing. like we're doing an action. We're organizing that action on Wednesday on March 31st, um, Mm -hmm. time to thrive where, we already have like 102 people signed up to host events like direct actions outside um members of congress's offices and homes um digital events like the momentum is only getting bigger and mm-hmm. like i mean even in mac's district like the republican governor jim justice is yeah. being like he, even he's calling for more he, he's saying like we we need to err on the side of going, of spending too much not too little
1: you're organizing some actions now what are the asks on the table for um, for for this week.
2: Yeah, so the the day of action is called Time to Thrive, and we just rolled out the Thrive Act today. We had a press conference. Um, you know, we had folks from all across the Democratic Party: Ed Markey, Jeff Merkley, uh, Debbie Dingell. Uh, champions include like Ilhan Omar, Jamal Bowman, uh, Pramila Jayapar, like Ro Khanna, just a lot of good folks, and. Mm-hmm. Um, and not just all on the hard left either you have like Biden allies on this too so we're showing that you can have big solutions and a big tent like you don't Mm -hmm. have to choose so the demand is one trillion dollars per year over 10 years and the idea is like this is a huge crisis moment and like the stars just happen to be aligned we have a trifecta in, in the house senate and white house and we have a governor who's trying to be I mean a president who's telling everyone he's trying to be the next FDR um, Mm -hmm. and like pass New Deal-esque legislation. So we gotta take advantage of it. Like we have no choice but to plan ahead, especially when we know the other side is gonna continue um, pushing austerity measures and allowing our communities to suffer. So we're demanding uh, 15 million people getting put back to work through this investment, um, passing the PRO Act. So enshrining labor rights into law. and really advancing like gender, environmental, indigenous justice, um, racial justice with particular attention to like black and indigenous people. So that's the Thrive Act. And um it's it wasn't easy to find alignment on it. It's it's taken like over a year and a half now, um, as a coalition, and it didn't start from elected officials either. It wasn't just like yeah. some some lawyers on the hill just like locking <laughs> themselves in a room. Like, no, we tried that before, in fact. Like we spent Millions of dollars during the healthcare fight in two thousand eight. Um, what's different about this act is it's really from the grassroots up. Um, we just asked politicians to sign up on it, um, after, like after it was already written, and uh, and it's uh, like the organize. There's an actual campaign behind it, a campaign where there's millions of dollars not spent on ads or TV or consultants. But on actually field organizing, so that's how we're able to organize all these actions. Um, because the outside game is one thing we learned from 2008 and 2009 is that uh, you need you need the field operation, like you need the outside game if you're going to win anything, especially mm-hmm.
0: like, anything that's going to be durable.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's so it's so it, it is interesting to me how quickly um, people have have shifted their thinking on like you know. Um, what is "quote unquote" reasonable, and and what kinds of policies we can um, we can actually implement? I remember when the Green New Deal was first announced, and so many people in the climate space were like, "This is asking for too many things at once." <laughs> you know, <laughs> like if we try to get people to think about social justice and you know energy sources at the same time, we're never going to get anywhere. And then here we are, you know, two years later. I guess, two and a half. And it sort of would be ridiculous to see a climate policy proposed without any kind of um, provisions for labor and equity and indigenous rights and, you know, gender and all of these things. So um, I don't know, I'm curious, like, if you hear, are you hearing the same kind of, you know, quote, unquote, be reasonable pushback that that people were hearing even as recently as, you know, a year or two ago?
2: I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head. The answer is no, not nearly as much as we used to. There's still some of that. But yeah. what's unreasonable is is the fact that, like, we still have people who don't have drinkable water or breathable right. air. And we might not have a livable planet. We don't have livable jobs for many mm-hmm. people that we're heral- like, heralding as um, essential frontline workers and, like, Without essential wages, um, and even now with the vaccine rollout, they don't even have access to it because they're not in that, uh, you know, that modicum of, of power and and wealth. Right. So that it's it's just it, it it's it's an unreasonable hierarchy that we've created for ourselves. And mm-hmm. the other thing is, like, if you speak to people's needs, like people have diverse needs. So the yeah. more needs you speak to, the more diverse base you can build. So when you're like. Do you expect people to sign on to social justice? Like, no. Do you expect someone who's worried about getting shot by the cops as soon as they step out of their house, or even when they're asleep? How are you supposed to sell a clean energy standard to that person? You know, exactly. without addressing that first. If like right. you're a native you person,
1: be like, "We'll take care of you being able to, you know, not be killed later." But right now, we need to talk about batteries.
2: That's nice. right. I mean, like, if you're a native person, like your family home is getting stripped away um, by colonial forces or you're an immigrant and like your family's getting deported and your kids are getting stripped from your arms. um, It's unreasonable to think that they're going to care about two degrees Celsius. You know, what they're going to care about is like the direct impacts. And unless you're talking about that um, and making the connections to, to like the larger um, problem, which is this colonial extractive economy that we've created, um, then we'll get nowhere. But look, when you focus on it all, then uh, you build the, literally the biggest movement that we've ever seen in United States history. And that's where we're at.
1: You know, I feel, so I, I spend a lot of time on, uh, on history and, you know, how, um, how like the sort of counter movement to the current climate movement was built. And it's, it's so broad, you know, (laughs) like it's, it's like the right wing does not just concentrate on climate denial. It's like, you know, the same people that are doing that are also working on, you know, quote unquote, school choice and privatizing everything and getting rid of, um, uh, indigenous rights and getting rid of tribal sovereignty. And all, you know, it's like, I don't, it's, it's, it's crazy to me every time I, um, I look at, that and then compare it to the left, which is like, I don't know. I don't know if we can like think about two things at the same time.
2: Um, I mean, maybe maybe there's truth in that, right? Like, like we don't have to, we can focus on like one to three things, but they yep. don't have to be policies per se. Like policies can right. be a means to 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 an end which is a shift of your value set and that's what the right has been doing right like like the bootstraps individualism the free market like these are all like value systems that the policies they propose and tactics even are just like meant to bolster like that that frame of thinking um Mm -hmm. and like we that we can do that like we can propose all kinds of things and kind of like dissolve these eradicate these false dichotomies like planet versus paycheck Um, right like you know, jobs are actually good. Like climate action means tons of jobs. Like um, this idea that we're we can just move on our own as individuals. Like you can't keep the lights on in Texas on your own. Like okay. you can't stop wildfires in California on your own. I can't, I can't, I can't fucking raise my two toddlers at home working full time on my own. Right? That's like, right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like that. That's yeah. like no matter what policies you're talking about. If 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 it's like if the crux of it is like we're stronger together and if we invest in each other and our community then we can actually make it through these crises then yeah it's mm-hmm. about the policy but it's also about like building up um like what it means to be um in community with one another and like enshrining right. like enough as a human right like why yeah. why do we let um why is poverty even allowed in a, in a country with billionaires and just kind of focusing in on that like mo- having moral clarity and focusing mm-hmm. in on that uh on the values first and like the policies, yeah. yeah. Like we want to win them and they matter because like people are dying. But, um, if you actually like, these are values that like everyone agrees with, right? Like freedom to thrive. Um, and if you actually knock on doors, which is another thing we're doing, like these, this deep canvassing program around a uh, climate that we're launching this year. Um, you can even win, win over folks in Trump country as well. I mean, in people's action network, we have groups like New Jersey organizing project, um, who's your action? Like these are groups that purposely go out into areas that are considered um, no goes for like the Democratic Party, and they organize people. And, and not only do they organize them into their into their group to take action, but they swiftly radicalize them as well. Because it's like hating the government and blaming the government and and like folks that are weaker than you. Um, in like the social hierarchies that we created, um, that's not actually not that far from like pointing a finger at, at billionaires instead. Um, and like,
1: <laughs> that's like, true. It's
2: just yeah. Like a couple, like a, f- a few, co- like really open conversations. And I should say, like I, you know, when I was twenty two, I won my first election in a district that went Republican, like forty six out of fifty years in statehood in Hawaii, and mm-hmm. it was by. Just listening to folks, like the first rap, I knock on a door. I knocked on twelve thousand doors. Like the first rap was, "Hey, I'm Kanye Ing. I know it feels like the government doesn't always listen to us, and that's why I'm at your door." And then I just mm-hmm. full stop, and hear what they have to say. You know, uh, sometimes yeah. there uh, are issues. Sometimes I'll just say, "This is great," and then you do that a couple times. Um, they're, they're going to listen to you because the, the fact of the matter is like they might listen to talk radio, but most people just aren't that political. Like yeah. they won't see themselves as political beings. And that's mm-hmm. in many ways problematic. And it's not the case in many other countries with a, like a more strong movement history. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, it's also an opportunity for folks on the left to like, or, or in like the climate sphere to, to really um, change some minds and move people. I think that yeah. youths have been done, doing a really good job over the last couple um, years, but we can't rely on like children to educate parents. Uh, right. We've got to go out and, and organize like millennials, Xers, boomers, everyone. Um, we got to do it ourselves as well.
1: How do you expect things to go with with the Thrive Act and the Pro Act? What's it looking like right now?
2: Um, I mean, things are heading the right direction. It's just, you mentioned this on the top of the call, like, The things that are sticking in the Biden administration, it isn't necessarily rooted in like traditional aspects of power, like in the organizing tradition, like Alinsky or or like Marxism or anything. It's like,
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
2: you know, someone just does a white paper or a one pager and they put some really nice branding with like some trendy gradient behind their (laughs) mark and it sticks yeah, And it just picks up. And on one hand, I really welcome this shift from like anti-intellectualism that we've seen under Trump and the Tea Party to like some more thoughtfulness. But also like, you know, it's like an emperor's, it could be like an emperor has no clothes thing. Like some of these organizations that have Biden's ear don't really have a base. I'm not saying they're not doing good work, but they're more in the advocacy sphere. Um, sphere. Yeah. They're not necessarily um like powerful on the ground, like with real people. Um, Mm -hmm. and you know, in people's action and I know my philosophy is like, we like working people, we're the experts of our own experiences. Like Mm -hmm. we know, like if you want solutions, go to the people closest to the pain. right? Right. And, um, I think that's something that, uh, we'd like to see a little bit more of in, uh, in this administration. And if they did focus on like those people on the ground, um, You'd see like a lot more not just rooted but aggressive policy as well and you'll you know, like you'll be building bases that will help um, pass future legislation but also help with your next election as well
1: yeah so does it seem like the people who are who do kind of have his ear are aligned with the kinds of things that that you're talking about
2: yeah, actually I think where progressives have been really strategic about was right when they saw the writing on the wall and actually right after the the primary we didn't mess around like we knew that Trump uh-huh. was evil and like we have to do everything we can to um to beat him so we didn't like play around like we threw down for Biden and then mm-hmm. we reminded Biden that he needed us to win and yeah. very quickly we pushed to get our champions in his administration um and you see a lot of folks that yeah um, really good people that were part of the transition team like you know varshini from um sunrise movement sunrise yeah cortez was part of the transition team um Mm. and uh that in turn shaped some really positive policy Um the fact that deb halen is like the first native um you know uh, that i think that's a big deal and that wouldn't have happened without like um the progressives getting in so you know there's a lot of good folks um in the administration and um, you know, it's it's part of it is getting good people around him, but mm-hmm. again, he's a really good politician that has his finger on the pulse of where the middle is of, mm. of the place he needs to win. So more importantly, is shifting um that middle, the political common sense of the general public. And mm. we we've been it's really clear that we've been doing that very well over the last few years, um, to see this shift from one trillion being too much to even Joe Manchin talking about $4 trillion. I think that's like the the proof is really. Yeah.
1: How much are people connecting their kind of day-to-day stuff with climate? And is that even something that, that is that even like a conversation that, um, that you're pushing with people on the ground? Or is it like, let's figure out, you know, people's most urgent needs first?
2: No, I mean, one thing that Biden has been good at in terms of his messaging that really came from the movement is this focus that climate action means jobs. And right now in this moment where you have 15 million people unemployed, a lot of these jobs aren't coming back. Um, yeah. It's a prime moment for tech billionaires who are the big winners, by the way, of this pandemic <laughs> to, to yeah. automate. Um, like,
1: Yes. And so same with the oil industry. They're covering up so much automation shit by saying, oh, we lost jobs from COVID, but they were losing them already from automation. Sorry, go ahead.
2: No, that's right. And this idea that like a Green New Deal... Like cost jobs, like no, the jobs are disappearing now because of the right. private sector. And in Correct. fact, we need yeah. the public sector to get the jobs back. It's it, it's completely opposite of what like uh, right wing pundits and austerity, um, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. mongers are are pushing. And it like right now, like I look out the window, there's potholes to be filled, there's bridges to be repaired, trees to be yeah. planted. Like there's so much work that we need to do that the free market just won't provide jobs for because like our need it's all wrapped in the par- the profit nexus but if we actually create jobs based on what we actually need for a livable planet for uh you know clean water for infrastructure that's up to speed literally with the rest of the world <laughs> yeah. then um then it's a win 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 and uh th- i think that's the message that's a real take home message cuz you can find projects like you have abandoned malls because of covid everywhere and just reimagining what that could be for your community that's that's one way to bring home thrive in the green new deal for everyone no matter where you live left and right black and white whatever
1: but also i feel like um there has been i think a shift for people in understanding that government jobs are also jobs like this is something that i think the right wing did really well for a long time was convince people that somehow working for the government was like not a real job
2: yeah i mean when i was 21 out of college the only job i could get was selling copy machines you want to talk <laughs> about like, not a real job like <laughs> the, the private sector the the like the middle managers that make people feel important like you yeah. really only need the people that produce it and like the capitalists, like everybody right. else in the middle, those layers and layers and layers in these corporations are only there for colonial reasons. They're only there to, to make one company take up more land, to mm-hmm. take up more space. Like you could yeah. have, like you know, so it's just, that's not real work. <laughs> real work right. is like building bridges, planting trees, caring for your neighbors. Like, and that's the other thing that's really like key in this Thrive agenda and um, like the Green New Deal uh um, bills that that will be coming out is like we recognize that if we just created a bunch of jobs um traditional like infrastructure jobs it'll be jobs for white men um mm-hmm. so we got to be really deliberate that uh we have like gender justice racial justice and everything else um uh and in the front of of all the policy uh that we create because even when you're talking about unions like there are like mm-hmm. people of color um that've been left out of unions uh work for for generations now. Um, so yeah. we need to make sure that um, we address that first.
1: Again, because I'm a history nerd, I, I just, it like blows my mind when I think about how the unions were like, you know, the original enemies of, of capitalists and in such a short amount of time have become, you know, teammates with, with them in a lot of ways. So like, are you seeing some shifts, some shifts in union leadership and sort of how unions are thinking about things now too?
2: Yeah, I mean, I've like I'm. I really believe in in the value of unions, like historically, mm-hmm. but also now. Um, yeah. And yeah, I think there's there's some like not every boss of any organization or any leader of any organization, uh, not every leader is perfect, but like right. I don't think that's the core of the problem. Is like you know corrupted leadership or anything like that it's the fact that like they like you talked about transitional jobs programs and this idea of a just transition and it's always been like this cutesy line that climate advocates usually right. predominantly white usually predominantly upper class um highly educated white folks would be like oh we'll have a transition program and if you're a working <laughs> class, teach you know, them
1: to I'm code like, yeah, yeah. Like,
2: like, honestly <laughs> yeah. if i was a union boss i'd be like get the f out of here Like, how dare you? Like, show me it. Like, Mm -hmm. so I think that's that's sort of where a lot of this has come from. It's like, we weren't able to show them real benefits. And when we did, it was like this, these really half, like half measures, like liberal half measures. Um, But this idea that we can invest now where you can, you can just walk into a public, like an employment office, your local employment office, and there'll be a job waiting for you um, where... You're not gonna have like environmental. You're not gonna have your neighbors yelling at you like environmental Mm -hmm. advocates or animal rights. Like you're gonna be cool, and you're gonna be there's gonna be people from rural areas and urban areas doing projects with you. Like people across generations, across races. Like that's how you create real unity. It's not. It's not just public jobs. Isn't just good for your paycheck. Um, it's not just good for the planet, but it's good for our politics. Um, it's going mm-hmm. get, like, to get people working together and, and really building something positive. So um, it's something real. And that's how I think we're, we're seeing like, unions um, take it a little bit more seriously. Because frankly, we just haven't given them anything real up until mm-hmm. now.
1: That's it for this time. Big thanks to Kaniela Ng for joining me. You can check out some of the links in the show notes for more information on the Thrive Act and people's action. Again, we're at work on a new narrative season coming up soon, so make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss that. Please rate and review us wherever you're listening. It helps us find new listeners. You can also support us on Patreon. We're at patreon.com slash drilled. That gets you ad-free episodes, access to exclusive merchandise, and coming soon, some bonus content, plus you get early release episodes of the new narrative season. So check that out. Patreon.com slash drilled. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.